The EC Podcast exists to equip believers to make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. My name is Bobby Payne, and welcome to episode number 26, where we discuss drinking. With me today is Pastor Aaron Case, Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, and Pastor Gary Singleton. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Glad you all are here today as we talk about a subject that I am sure has perked the ears of everyone, <laughs> or all three people, who listen to us. Yes. <laughs> listen close, Mom. <laughs> yes. We're thankful for you three. This is for you, Carol. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Somewhere I got an amen. I love you. I'm thankful for you. So we're going to talk about drinking. Alcohol, of course. Not your anything like, because Coca-Cola. Co- I'll go. We, you, we yeah, go. we won't cross into the Coca-Cola for you, Johnny. We'll be talking about addiction yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to talk that's about drinking. <laughs> that's, <another laughs> that's, a, that's next week's podcast. Yeah. We're going to talk about drinking, um, and we're going to focus on what the Bible actually says. I mean, what a concept. That's yeah, kind of what we do here. Yeah. Um, and so we want to draw your attention today to what the Bible actually says about drinking. And so we've got some good stuff for you here today. And to begin, someone just tell me, why are we having to have this discussion today? Sure, because I, I think that it is very, very evident that this is one area where we lack balance in the church. Um, I, I think there's a lot of good intention you know, I think um, underneath a lot of the reasoning and methodology as to why we have our opinions and, and very strong ones at that um, are good for the most part. But I just think um, this is just another area where we must have balance. Um, we must see what the scripture says and, you know, just not in our favorite gotcha verses, but all throughout the, the Bible in and just how we can love our neighbors and, of course, ultimately uh, glorify Christ above all else. Yeah, I think that's a great explanation. Anybody else want to add to that? It's kind of, it's, this is a similar problem with, with a lot of things, a lot of good gifts of God that have been taken and corrupted by the enemy. And so, as Pastor said, we, we need balance. We need, obviously, to be led by God's Word because... It's really easy to only see the corruption of alcohol, but it's also really easy to only see the quote-unquote blessing of it and never understand uh, why it was truly, why it's been truly given and how it can glorify God. And so it's an important thing to, to ask because I think especially in the culture that we live in today, uh, we, we need to see just, just kind of like sex is, uh, glorified. So also, I think, uh, consuming alcohol, especially to the point of drunkenness is, and so it's, it's good to have a, a good biblical understanding of, of how, how Christians should partake. Um, if Christians should partake, those, those kinds of questions are really important and to know that your answers is rooted uh, in scripture. Yeah. And I, and that is the goal today. Um, 
and I think what we would all agree with is that uh, by the time we finish this thing, I there is not going to be a box around yes or a box around no. Can we agree with that? Right. Like, yeah. I, I think I think you're going to get uh, more out of this than just circling one of those two answers. Before we move on, I need to set the stage for you um, in case anything weird happens because we are not in the same spot that we normally are. So I just want to give you a visual at home. Um, we're all staring at each other really closely uh, for I kind of like it. Uh, unmentionable reasons. <laughs> and just to let you know, I'm still beside Gary to my left. That's normal. Uh, but I am face-to-face with Pastor Aaron, and when I look to my right, I've got the neighbor from Home Improvement <laughs> peeking, over, peeking over his computer screen, and it is weird. I didn't see his mouth move a single time when he was talking, but Johnny's, Howdy, eyes, Johnny's eyes were Wilson. moving like he Wilson. was really talking. Go yeah, so I just wanted to set that stage in case there's some, some giggles. We are staring right into each yeah. other's <laughs> eyes, which is not typical. I hope I can drop the wisdom that he did. Yeah, that's true. That is true. All right, so... Back on topic. Sorry, that was a sidebar. It had to be said. Um, So let's go straight to Scripture, and let's talk about what the Bible actually says uh, surrounding the topic of alcoholic beverages. Well, there's several Scriptures. I mean, it's just not just um, one in particular. There are Scriptures uh, that actually have a a describe alcohol in a positive light. Uh, Ecclesiastes 9 7 drink your wine with a merry heart Psalms 104 uh, 14 and 15 uh, uh, that God gives wine that makes glad the heart of men Amos 9 14 uh, drinking wine from your own vineyard as a sign of God's blessing Isaiah 55 1 encourages yes come by wine and milk um, but that's not to say that um, uh, that uh, alcohol is absolutely free to drink. It's uh, it's just saying that alcohol, in and of itself, is not a sin. <clears throat> but the but the word of God does, um, uh, as far as regarding alcohol, um, you are absolutely to avoid drunkenness. Uh, Ephesians five eighteen. And I've been asked this question before. Well, what what does it mean if somebody's drunk? And my answer to that is if someone is drinking to a point to where their inhibitions are lowered and they would do stuff that they normally wouldn't do or say things they normally wouldn't say, then I think you've just crossed the line into drunkenness. Um, The Bible condemns drunkenness and its effects. Proverbs 23 uh, 29 through 35. Uh, Christians also uh, are commanded to not allow their bodies to be mastered by anything. We're not to be mastered by anything. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. 2 Peter 2, verse 19. Uh, drinking alcohol in excess is undeniably addictive as well. It's uh, Scripture also forbids a Christian from doing anything that might offend other Christians or encourage them to sin against their conscience. Uh, 1 Corinthians 8, verses 9 through 13. I just want to read that real quick um, so we can get a better picture of what that means. 1 Corinthians 8, verse, starting in verse 9. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. 
For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak? Will he not, not be encouraged, sorry, if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died, thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak. Your sin against Christ. You sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. In other words, if we know our brother has a conscience issue with uh, drinking alcohol, for them the consumption of alcohol is a sin, then we in no way should drink around our brother um, or even have it come up in a conversation to belittle our brother in some way. Uh, this is, that's a, uh, that's, uh, that would be, that would be us encouraging uh, them to sin against their conscience. Um, also, it would be extremely difficult for any Christian to say he is drinking alcohol in excess to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. <clears throat> the Bible is um, clear about drinking alcohol in excess, being drunk, uh, uh, going against someone's conscience. Um, but at the same time, uh, Jesus himself drank wine. Um, John 2, 1 through 11, Matthew 26, 29. Uh, and people, people often drink wine, not grape juice. Um, and 1 Timothy 5, 23, Paul instructed Timothy to stop drinking water exclusively, which was probably causing his stomach problems and instead to drink wine. It is incorrect to say that wine was grape juice, but it is also incorrect to say that it was the same thing as the wine commonly used today. Scripture does not forbid Christians from drinking beer, wine, or any other drinking uh, drink containing alcohol. Alcohol is, like I said, not in and of itself a sin. It is drunkenness and addiction to alcohol that a Christian must absolutely refrain from. Again, that's in Ephesians 5, 18, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Thank you for that. That was, that was a pretty good coverage right there. I think that was the whole Bible. That's, so. uh, that was yeah. good. A, co a couple no things I want <laughs> to interject. Um, I just heard your opinion on what I was about to interject, so you, you beat me to it, but I would like to hear some other opinions uh, because I have heard the... Um, argument, and it's a pretty adamant argument um, from some that the the fermenting was different, or the the amount of I don't know anything about it. The potency of it was different from biblical times to to today. Um, do we is that a valid argument, or is that something that uh, that we see kind of used as an excuse to completely condemn? alcohol so that's question one and second part is a statement because um, we did this a lot when we were talking about sins of the flesh therefore i felt like every podcast we kept bringing these things up sins of the flesh and fruit of the spirit and well guess what's on one of the sins of the flesh it's drunkenness right for in galatians and so i think that's important uh and it goes back to what you were saying gary so somebody you two can chime in on that you may, and i don't know as a fine answer obviously none of us were were there back then yeah i'll start with the most basic thing which would be i don't know but 
I would say it is important, especially when you think about uh, Paul's words to Timothy, um, you know, water could be easily contaminated back then. So it's not, it, it's not, it, it wasn't a common drink like it is today because um, there could be issues. Kind of like when you travel to a foreign country, you have to be very careful about uh, consuming the, the water there. Um, you can ask Eric Woods about that. <laughs> um, uh, um, we won't go there, but um, so you could, we, we could understand that 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 is a real that was a real issue, but also there had to be some sort of difference in potency because in Proverbs there is an instruction to not look on wine when it is red um, and I think shiny. <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but obviously there's some type of difference in kind of the potency, and obviously there was. Um, I mean, kind of like today, also there was lesser wine and better wine and. And things of that nature. And so um, I don't know if that answers the question at all, but, you know, what we need, it, it was more common to drink for medical reasons because of the, that water could be easily contaminated, unlike it is for us today. Right. I think, I think being too dogmatic there is a, is a mistake to make, but I would say, you know, it was not grape juice. You know, I, I think if the king of glory changed water in the wine, right? Like he could have changed it into pure water, couldn't he have, right? Yeah. Um, so that just tells me there's, there's a correct way to use it, right? There, and there's always, like we said, as Johnny said at the beginning, with every good gift of God, there's a way to abuse it as well. Um, so, you know, we, we can fight over the blood alcohol content and all the, all the things that are going on back then, but the matter of the fact is, is the bottom line, honestly, um, is, as G said, no drunkenness, right? And then to go beyond that, it's your testimony, you know? Uh, as we were talking in, into the prep for the show, it, it reminds me a lot of meat being, um, you know, when there was uh, the controversy of meat being uh, offered to idols and then people eating it afterwards. Well, what was the message in First Corinthians? It was there, the idols are nothing, but what the problem is, is who you could make stumble because of your partaking. You know, if someone comes to you and says, oh, this was offered to an idol, and then fixes it, and then there's a matter of conscience, well, then you're sinning against that person by partaking. But if they just make it and you find out later, you don't have to go beg, you know, the priest to forgive you. Um, you ate freely, you know, so there was no sin there. So I, I think it does go back to a lot of what G read for us and talked about. Um, we have to watch and understand that the souls of our brothers and sisters in Christ and those around us who are lost need to matter more than our freedom. Because if Paul said, I'm free to do all these things, but listen, I ain't going to eat if that will keep you from Christ. What I want you to know is my Lord, not simply just how free I am. And so I think it brings up a matter of conscience, which is a very deep part of this whole discussion. And right on the tail end of, you know, 1 Corinthians 8, obviously it's to be read as a letter, you get into 1 Corinthians 9, which is where Paul says, you know, to the Jew, I become a Jew. Uh, you know, to the it, it, to the weak, I become weak. And I, I become all things to all men that, that I might save some. And so it's this idea of understanding that what I am quote unquote free to do um, is not necessarily 
what is right to do in regards to reaching the people around us. And we just have to be, we have to be understanding of that and, and willing to sacrifice uh, our own uh, desires. If it means that it's going to help a brother or sister uh, know Christ and walk uh, cl- uh, more closely to Christ. And, and so we need to have that on the forefront of our mind, not just with alcohol consumption, but with anything. It, it's important to to understand that this isn't just about us. We we live in community. I think those answers were perfect. Thank you. I didn't mean to toss that on you guys. We did not prep for that question. I just tossed it. Oh, wait, so. Did we answer the second part? We really got it, well. The, the second part. part was well. The second part that I made was just the the statement that again we go back to the sins of the flesh and we see drunkenness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with direct contrast of the fruit of the spirit right after that. So and I love the, you obviously have the contrast in the fruit of the spirit and the desires of the flesh, but then also in Ephesians five eighteen, which G reference, I love the contrast. It's do not be uh, drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy spirit. I love that. Like the, the opposite of being drunk on wine is to be filled with the Holy spirit of God. And so it's the same thing is, we walk by the Spirit, and so what we should be filled with is uh, is is not uh, c- consumption of, in this case, a beverage to be free, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and and be free in that way, and and that's more beneficial, not just for you, but for those around you. So, going back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, the question I asked earlier was, what does the scripture say? And G gave us a good synopsis, so I'm going to pass it around for the other two, uh, and you guys can give us what you've got today. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we talked about 1 Corinthians 8 and 9, so we might as well go to 10, right? Uh, it says, you know, one of our, uh, the perpetual billboard for us is whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, right? You do it all for the glory of Jesus Christ. Let, let me interject that my mom panicked the other day because she thought that it didn't say that. Oh. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we would know. I would know if it changed. And she was like, I swear, I think it changed. And I was like, Mom, no, there's no way that changed. And one day I'll do it. Uh, so just, this is confirmation. To she's totally listening. Today. She's one of those three that's listening. So she's totally listening. It did, it did not moms. change. Yeah, no. I just want to be clear, okay? I want to make that out. But, but no, I, I would just continually emphasize um, to not use your freedom as a stumbling block to others. But again, if, if you're free then do all that you do for the glory of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you're eating a steak, you know, you're having a glass of wine, you're having good fellowship, you're, you're listening to good music, like you're, you're enjoying a sunset, you're looking at the mountains and the places where we are, you're giving God thanks for scientific advancements, you know, and what we see in the sky and astrology, all these things. All of it is God's. It's all His. Jesus is King. Jesus is Lord. Our privilege as God's people is to bring the tree of the all of the means by which this world has peace through Him. One of the ways that we do that is by enjoying all that He's given us, and again, not to the point to where we cause others to stumble, but in light of our worship, understanding and taking very seriously each and everything that we do, and taking our not just our conscience but our testimonies, you know with great seriousness everywhere we go. I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, the the only thing that, and G, I think, rounded out pretty well, is is understand that there are, there are warnings uh, to alcohol as well. Um, I think one of the 
most prominent warnings is in uh, Deuteronomy 29, where uh, the Israelites are basically coming out of the wilderness, going into the promised land. And uh, the Lord says, you have not eaten bread and you have not drunk wine or strong drink that you may know that I am the Lord, your God. And so there is, uh, there is something good when uh, alcohol consumption is not at the forefront of your mind as well. And so, because it can lead to uh, destructive tendencies, um, you know, just like a few of the, the things that come to mind is I think one out of three fatal accident car accidents are because of alcohol. Um, I think we've all probably, if not closely touched, we've, we've seen the effects of alcoholism in our families. And so there is a, a good thing about obviously doing it the right way, but um, for some people it needs to be completely abstaining because um, that's the only way that they can properly know that the Lord is God. And so there, there are, um, while it's clear in Scripture that it's a good gift of God, there's also uh, warnings and cautions against how destructive it truly can be. And so we need to take all those in regard um, because it's easy just to go, well, I don't struggle with that. I can do it. But then, you know, six months down the line, you're right there in the, in the path of destruction because you thought, I can enjoy this so much that you made a God of it. And, and so that's why it's, we, we need to be cautious. Yeah. I, go ahead. I think it's what you said at the very beginning, Johnny, like um, comparing it to sex. Mm. It's a good gift from God mm. between a husband and a wife, but it's the devil that takes it and twists it and turns it and manipulates it and turns it into something evil. Mm. And it's the evil, what you're talking about, people drink in excess, they're not uh, drinking to the glory of God. They're drinking to the glory of themselves. Um, it, in fact, you know, alcohol it be, be probably become an idol for them. Yeah. You know, it's on the forefront of their mind. It's not, hey, me and uh, my buddy are going to hang out and have a have a pint. Yeah. It's not. Uh, you you understand what I'm saying? Right. And it, people also drink to forget and to to not feel because they can't handle what's going on in life. So, I mean, there's all different ranges for why it might happen. And the solution is all the same, that the, this is where the gospel intersects life. This is where the hope that Christ gives and the, the joy and the peace that Christ gives. If it's not reigning and guarding our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, then, then we will, we will stumble and, and we will, we will place something uh, in this case, as we're talking today, like uh, alcohol, we'll place that in the seat that only belongs to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're continually, if you don't feel right, unless you have a drink, you know, if you, when you have a stressful day, you don't, you don't go to God, you go to the bottle, right? If all of these things are continually signs and the people around you are warning you and love you enough to say, and it's something you won't give up, then it's, you're not free to do so, you know, then it's just like watching a TV show. You know, if you can't watch that show without falling into sin or, you know, falling into pornography or what you, what you browse on the internet, all these different things, then you're not free. And so what do you do? You don't tiptoe around it and keep it in your life. You abstain completely because God is not being glorified in your, in your temptation and falling into sin. 
you are to be as pure as you can and separate from the world. And if you can't handle it, don't, don't be sad. Uh, put it on the idol, take it to the cross, right? And submit to Christ in freedom of understanding that he will deliver you from your sin. Yeah, I think, I think it's important, and we, you're all saying it, that, you know, drinking is the easy target growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, because, you know, that's how the parents teach you. And that's what the, the church teaches you. But it, but what we're saying here today is, if you're not careful, that that idol can be literally anything in your life. Yeah. And, you know, not just the easy target. It could be the TV show or it could be the music that you listen to. Um, we could fall into sin regardless of, of what it is. We just oftentimes look to the things we've mentioned today, drinking um, and sex, uh, which are obviously big targets, but... There are many other things that we could idolize before our Lord and Savior. And this goes with with anything that you're struggling with. Uh, We don't just want to address the symptom. We want to get to the source. And so if you're you're struggling with with, um, pornography, if you're struggling with um, uh, gluttony, if if you're struggling with greed, whatever it might be, Uh, We don't just want to say, well, uh, you know, walk away from the restaurant. (laughs) Now, that might be part of it. That that might be a step. Um, For some people, that might be a step in dealing with, uh, dealing rightly and biblically with alcohol is removing yourself from situations where uh, you find yourself, um, you know, having one too many drinks because you that's the only way you feel joy or that's the only way you feel um, nothing, whatever it might be. So that might be to remove yourself from the situation, but really we need to get to the source of the issue. Why are you trying to find joy in something other than Christ? Why are you trying to find um, hope or um, forgiveness or whatever it might be in, in something or someone other than Christ? And so when we, when we think about these issues, I think this is why it's important for parents to be, open and honest with their children about uh, all issues. And Bobby, like you said, this is one uh, about, about alcohol. Uh, parents, you're going to have your own convictions, and that's great. Uh, live by those convictions as long as they're biblical. Uh, but be honest about um, God giving alcohol as a, as a good gift to be enjoyed in the right context, just like any other thing that he's given. Amen. So... Where do we want this to go next? I know that we mentioned, um, and they've kind of been weaved in and out, so I don't want to take a, a whole chunk of time to do it. Um, but there was mention of, you know, maybe some personal convictions, if you want to if you want to go over that, um, any of you in particular. Uh, because, you know, they may differ at the table, and, and that's okay. We're, as Aaron always says, we're not kicking you out of the kingdom. <laughs> um, because that's okay. Uh, to have different convictions, um, and some of some of them we can assume based off of, of what we've talked about today. But if any of y'all want to jump in there, um, go right ahead. Well, I think di- different convictions is normal because I think many religions treat this sub- subject differently. Because we see that Jews do not recognize Jesus as the head of the church, we see Protestants that do not recognize the Pope as the head of the church, and we see that. Baptists do not recognize each other at the liquor store. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I'm sorry. That was the perfect setup. I've been waiting so long, and it's been so good and serious, and I'm like, man, 
I need to tell this joke. But, but anyway, no, I mean, for me, for me personally, thank you. Um, you know, honestly, just, just being wide open, 99% of this world will never see me have a drink. Um, I probably have maybe three or four in a year. Um, you know, maybe a glass of wine here or there. And I would be extremely picky as to who would ever even be around to even know that I had one, you know? Most people will find out probably because of this podcast. <laughs> well, and, all three people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mom's disappointed right now. <laughs> but but no, no amen for that no, one. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> she hit stop. Yeah. Not even an A woman on that one. But no, like... But drunkenness isn't even a thought for me. You know what I mean? Like, just once in a while, we'll we'll have a, a you know a glass of wine or something, and just enjoy and sit and I talk with my wife. You know, after the kids are in bed, we fought those battles and we just get to talk about life. You know, um, and we can enjoy it for the glory of Jesus Christ. You know, um, it's never become more of that. Honestly, when when I was younger, when I was told, you know, it was the devil, you know, and everything, that, that just pushed me more to that in reality. And so my approach with my sons is I don't think any of them have seen me take a drink of alcohol. Um, but whenever we talk about it, I talk about it as we have tonight. It's something that you, uh, your, your grandfather struggled with like our family was in a tough spot because he was a drunk and he came to hate alcohol because of what it did to his life um but at the same time um as again not to not to beat that dead horse but as a good gift of god we also don't look at those who partake as immediately being in sin this is something god's given us there's a right way to do it and I, you know, land, and especially at this point, I say, you know, we're not condemning anyone, but at the same time, son, you must use uh, great discernment when consuming. And if this gets a hold of you, it needs to be put away. So that's that's the way we look at it in my house. Amen. Uh, Christy and I, we have uh, a couple of drinks at night. We playing cards or watching TV or just just spending the time together. Um, you know, we don't even, it's not even a, a thought, really, that, um, you know, the only time uh, we feel um, that we should not even talk about it or, or along, anything along those lines is when we realize that someone else has a problem with it, you know, that they're, that, you know, alcohol is a sin, then we won't talk about it, we won't you know, even bring it, it's not even a, a thought there either. We know not to uh, cross that line into someone's conscience between them and the Lord. Um, but, I mean, that's how it is at our house. We, It's not um, even a thought that it's a sin. It's just something Christy and I relax, play cards, uh, watch TV, uh, just hang out, just the two of us, and that's... That's my household. <laughs> yeah, for for me, um, I I personally do not drink alcohol uh, basically at all. Um, <clears throat> if there's situations where I feel like I might uh, dishonor someone, you know, if it's at a wedding and there's a toast, then then I 
I'll drink or something like that. But for me personally, uh, I don't. And there's a lot that goes into that. One of the things is, is my mom was, was very much against it, uh, for, for some reasons that just in my family that I, I don't really want to share on, uh, the internet, I guess, but, um, but she, she, uh, essentially made me promise to, to never get caught up in that scene. And, um, and so I, I held that, I didn't, I didn't have a drink of alcohol until I was 30 years old. Uh, I remember a buddy of mine wanted me to try it and he, he asked how it was. And I said, well, it ruined the Coke that I had. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's a serious thing yeah, in your eyes. Right. Honestly. And so, yeah, have been crossed yes. for sure then. like we said, maybe the Coca-Cola addiction might, but that, that's another thing I know about myself. I do have an addictive personality. And so, um, you know, I have, I have to be careful with like how much uh, Coca-Cola I drink because, um, because I, I like it so much. And so, um, because I know these things about me and then I also know in my context, I've been a youth minister for 11 years uh, and, uh, I've seen how, how influential just seeing, uh, someone that you really look up to and you really want kind of their validation for something. Uh, even if it's as simple as just having a drink at dinner, uh, you know, I, I, I'm careful with that. And so I personally don't drink. My wife does, and I don't have any problem with that uh, as long as it never leads to drunkenness, which it, it never has. And so uh, we actually have kind of different convictions on that, and we both don't look at each other any uh, differently. And so it's kind of a beautiful thing and and uh, haven't had to have any conversations with my son yet about those things. But it just kind of like Aaron said, we we want to be upfront and honest with him about you know, hey man, this is it's uh, once again a, a good gift of God, um, but just like any other thing, if you place it in a place that only uh, Jesus deserves to be, it can be super destructive. And so, that's that's our uh, our personal convictions, and and it it's seemed to work well for us in in this part of life. And so, um, you know, and we we hang out with friends that that drink, and and that's what I love is you know back. 10 years ago, I would have, I, I couldn't even do that, you know, and so thankfully through actually reading God's word and, you know, uh, wanting to be more like Jesus, um, we've seen that there's a good place for it and you can, you can have great conversation and, and celebrate and do uh, amazing things that do glorify God with completely different convictions on this subject and uh, I, I truly believe it honors Christ. Thank you for that. I, I think it's important uh, first off, thank you for the honesty, but to just uh, listener here that, you know, even at the table, even within homes, that there there could be different convictions on this and yet um, still uh, respect and, and honor the convictions of one another, uh, still love one another, and, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's something that uh, I think we all need to hear yeah. um, as, as from time to time. Well, there's so much vitriol, you know, there, there is so much, um, on both ends of the spectrum, just gracelessness yeah. towards one another. You know, if they don't do this, you know, then they're prude and legalistic, as we said, and prep and, and, you know, the other way, they're just fast and loose and they don't, you know, could never love Christ, you know, and, and those kind of ideas need to die. That's not, um, that's not being liberal, you know, that's not losing your conviction. That's, 
Um, that's just thinking biblically, you know, and not and not trying to put your presupposition on the scriptures, but taking what it actually says and and living faithfully to it. So as we're running up on the time here, I'm going to open the floor up uh, for anyone who wants to throw in any sort of final thoughts and and add anything to this discussion. I think it's been fantastic and and certainly beneficial. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add? Uh, what is the chief end of man to glorify God and enjoy Him forever? And so. Um, you know, whether you eat or whether you drink, uh, and whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And, and if you can answer that question that I'm doing this for the glory of God, then do it. Um, and, and that would be my simple exhortation. Literally what I was going to say. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, then I think that's it. Um, gentlemen, again, thank you for honest, frank, and biblical discussion today. Uh, I hope listeners that you were challenged that you were convicted, um, that you hear the heart of our pastors here at Eden Chapel uh, as we do what I say every time, and that's to equip believers to make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. Um, You know, it's easy to get caught up in saying that every time we do this or hearing it every time we do it, Uh, but really that's why we're here, and that's why we're having these tough conversations, um, you know, week in and week out. So, listener, I hope you enjoy today. And I'm thankful for you. We're thankful for you. Uh, and we love your feedback anytime we get it. Um, so moms out there, you know, moms, siblings. I would say wives, but they're probably not listening. The next podcast shirt just says, we love moms. Exactly. We love moms. Right. We love our moms and our dads and yeah. all other three yeah. listeners. So thank you all again for listening. And uh, Pastor Aaron, will you close us in prayer, please? Yeah, I'd be honored. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you just thanking you for all the good gifts that you've given us. Lord, I pray that we would leverage all that this world has to offer and redeem it uh, for your name. Lord, I just, I thank you for my brothers. I thank you for our time that we get to spend together. I pray that your kingdom is built up, your your saints are edified, and again, most of all, as Pastor Johnny said, uh, we enjoy you and glorify you in all we do. Lord, and we just pray that uh, this goes out and and bless his many, and we ask it in your name, your son's name, beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on the EC Podcast. If you do not have a church family, you can join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. If you are outside the area, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing church for fellowship and worship. Until next time, God bless.